Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I'm back after uh, I wanted to continue the conversation. Uh, this is Hari Kulsa, and I'm back doing reflections on uh, hospice, assisted living, and dying as my mother passed away on July 22nd. And yesterday I spoke about, you know, the, the time before and the actual dying process. So I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to review that. Uh, but what I wanted, to, actually, I, I touched on the death certificate yesterday. And, and I wanted to give a little more detailed information about it. You might be thinking, really, Hari? You want to talk about the death certificate? But the reason I want to talk about it is because it's a vital piece of, it's, it's a legal document. And it can cause you a lot of trouble if any details are wrong. And I, I did talk about how it is very important to know exact all the details, the uh, the critical details. And the reason is is that if anything is wrong on it, then you will need to resubmit it. Once it's been, <coughs> excuse me. Once it's been uh, filed with the vital statistics of a state, with that department then it becomes the legal document. And if it's wrong, you have to refile it. Depending upon what it is is wrong, you may not need to show documentation. For instance, you know, when you're in a state after someone's died, sometimes you don't pick up on on details. Like you could put, uh, you know, maybe my mother died and, you know, her was born in 1924, and what if I just happened to put 23 or 25? I wasn't thinking. So it's really good to have someone with you who also knows the data or write it down ahead of time. You know, you can ask um, you can ask the, the the funeral home ahead of time to give you a you know a copy of you know what what is going to be on it and what you need to have. And you can fill that in ahead of time and double check it. It sounds funny because maybe you you know your loved ones will hire. I'm not going to make a mistake, but people do all the time, especially with children with their parents, because there are things you, details that you might just get wrong. Like, so make sure that you have your mother's <coughs> maiden name uh, and your grandmother's maiden name and her mother's maiden name and your, your father's name and you need to know where she was born, he or she was born, whoever it is. And the real issue here is that when you file the death certificate, and the other thing I would suggest 
is that you never know what you need a death certificate for to prove that the person's passed away. So you need to ask at the time of death for a certain amount to be printed for you. And I think they're usually $5 a copy, and there may be more when you do it after, like days after, you know, like even sometimes years after. Uh, and the reason you would need uh, you need copies of the death certificate is some legal uh, institutions require that you either send them an original or fax it to them. Uh, they've gotten better about not wanting the original and faxing it, but sometimes they want the original. Uh, for instance, sometimes if you have financial matters that uh, your your loved one had put their financial situation to what we call transfer on death, then you need an actual copy. Uh, for instance, if if I've run into situations where the the spouse has uh, not changed the name of of the uh, of their spouse who might have passed many years ago, like for instance on stocks or you know certain documents, and you can't access any of that monies or uh, transfer anything. Unless you have a copy of the of the the, the spouse who died a long time ago, um, death certificate, and it gets complicated. So you need I I asked for twelve because I knew my mother's financial situation, what I might be dealing with. Now one of those death certificates, because <clears throat> the the <clears throat> the funeral home uh, notifies Social Security immediately that someone has passed which is supposed to put a hold on our Social Security at that time. So the all the vital statistics um, uh, departments in all the states have one death certificate that has just, it has stamped on it for Social Security only. And that one literally has to go to Social Security. And it's really important that you get that copy to the to social security and the cool the thing is is you you can mail it you don't have to you can you can drop it off they usually have a a, a box you can put it in i mean it's not outside it goes right it's like a like the, the the post office it slides right in to the other side of the wall and that way they can get right on it and the reason you want to make sure that you know the social security knows that and has that death certificate is because that's how uh identity theft begins is people take these um social securities they they hunt to see who's died who who passed away and they'll take that social security so it's really important and i you know you get the you get the death certificates within a few days of the passing now you, you know depending upon how traumatized you are you can have someone else do it they can just mail it and you need to mail it to the to the uh, office where the person died in the state in the region where they died. And it's this is this is the first step, and it's one of the, yeah I found it to be the the hardest one of the hardest steps dealing with the death certificate. It was so fun. It was really one of the biggest stressors that I experienced. Um, to make sure that it was 100% correct. And I was talking to my primary care doctor the other day whose specialty, one of her specialties is geriatrics. And she says that she she teaches at the University of Washington and she teaches doctors, uh, residents, how, and, and at the local hospitals, how to fill out a death certificate. And she says she has to take an hour 
and she makes her doc the doc, the resins go and fill one out so she can see it and she and that's where a lot of mistakes are made because the cause of death needs to be on the document and if the cause of death is wrong that can cause a whole cascade of events so there's a lot of things to look for because when you get the final when you're looking at the death certificate before it's filed you need to see that the cause of death is correct on on the death certificate uh, so it's really that 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 part of the process is is difficult, and it was a little one of the least enjoyable things. The other thing that a funeral home can do for you, in in this day and age, uh, obituaries are mostly done online. You know, you file them online, and uh, they have access. Funeral homes have access to all the papers across the country, and it's not cheap to file a. A um, uh, an obituary, and it, you know, every day that you run it, it costs more money. You can run as many days as you want. Um, I just filed it in the Providence Journal, where my mother had spent most of her life in Rhode Island. But you need you 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 can have them. You can type up what you want to say, submit it, and they'll take care of all the details and put it on as part of your bill. And that's actually really a big help because I I I. I first thought I would do it myself, and when I I just couldn't. I mean, there are things I just couldn't get done, and that was one of them. And so I just <clears throat> went back after the you know after the fact and said, "Can you file this for me?" And they did, and I and they just charged me, and and that was you know uh, for to run one day, and I only had, I, I didn't do a long obit, um, cost me almost five hundred dollars. So. You know, and the more, like the times, the big papers are going to charge you more, and every day it adds up. But that's something you want to think about because, you know, you want people to who knew your loved one who might not be, you know, involved or in their life right now that, you know, what um, that they've passed. And, it, you know, I also listed when the funeral, you know, the memorial was. Um, and that brings in the next thing is playing the memorial. Because I'll tell you, it's, at this time, you are just running on 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 fumes. Um, you're trying to deal with all the details, and you know, in a way, people are saying how sorry they are and they're hugging you. But in a way, you're also helping people uh, who want to talk about your your love, which is great. But you know, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of you know some focus at a time when all you want to do is. For me, all I really kind of wanted to do was crawl into bed, put the covers over my head, and say, "Wow." So um, one of the things I would suggest is if if your loved one is into it, you might want to figure out, talk to them ahead of time, maybe in years, make it sort of an ongoing, you know, as they get older, what they might want in a um, in, in in a memorial funeral. I call my mother a uh, mother's a memorial because she had been cremated, so the casket wasn't there. It's a funeral when the casket is there. That's what I was explained to me. So, and and before we get to that, I have to talk about traveling with ashes. I um, had to go from New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Providence, Rhode Island, and I needed to carry my mother's ashes because my mother was going to be buried the ashes with my father in Rhode Island. So, what did that mean? It meant that that I the funeral I asked the funeral home at the time when I first went there and sat with them. 
before my mother passed. And they said, well, we give you, you know, documents that this has really happened. It's really ashes. And Okay, okay, okay. And then, uh, you know, you just, you know, you just let them know. And so I said, okay, good. And so that'll happen. I had the documentation. I had my mother in a um, in a carry bag. Um, and that becomes one of your carry bags. So I had my person, my mother's ashes. And, you know, I had to sort of not think about that that I was carrying my mother's ashes. So the day before I was leaving, um, one of my friends who heads up a big security company, one of the largest in the country, said, did you talk to the airlines? And I said, no, the funeral home. I talked to them. I said, well, why don't we call the airlines just to make sure? So, And I was staying with them. So I, we called, and the airline said, oh, and I had it in this, in, in a wooden uh, urn or box where the ashes were in. And it was small. And um, this was Southwest. And Southwest um, says, oh, no, it needs to be in a temporary uh, paper container or a cardboard container or a plastic container. And I totally flipped because what was I supposed to do? It was Saturday. I had an early flight on Sunday. It was, you know, I was heading to Albuquerque to spend the night. What, what was I going to do? So my friend said, okay, let me call TSA. So we called TSA, and they said, oh, no, as long as it's not in metal. So here I was sort of left with, well, who's right? You know, technically I should I, I should have thought TSA was right, but we had a short group discussion. We decided the best thing to do was to put my mother's in, in, in a different container, the ashes. And, um, you know, the, the ashes come in a very thick plastic bag, so it's not like, you know, I'm dealing with loose ash. But um, the whole process was incredibly stressful for me. And so the bottom line was that when I got to the airport at, you know, 4.30 in the morning, um, TSA was very kind and very, you know, and they <clears throat> they just had to double check it. I told them what I, you know, what I had and um, I had to open it up. But it wasn't, you know, they said, no, no, you could have carried it in the, um, in the, uh, uh, in, in, in in that container, um, you know, in the wooden container as long as it's not metal. So, you know, I'm writing a letter to, or I, I, I'm in the process, I haven't gotten to it, it's one of those things, you know, hey, Southwest, why don't you defer to TSA, who seems to be, you know, setting the standard, you're a little behind the curve, and you cause an incredible amount of stress. So that was a lot, carrying on those ashes, and then I had to put them back in the container, which my... You know, loving sister-in-laws who came early uh, helped me do, which, you know, all these things, you're kind of doing it, you're not thinking about it, but, man, this is a stress. So um, if you're carrying um, ashes or remains, then um, you need to know what your airline says and not take a chance because TSA will turn you away if they're not happy, you know, if they don't like the container or, you know, if it's metal in any way. So... Um, so then, you know, so what I was saying about the memorial is that, you know, you need to talk, perhaps talk to your family uh, member about what they may want, um, you know, uh, in my, uh, or who you want doing what. You know, I had had these sort of not in-depth conversations, but I knew what my mother would want just from our history and our conversations over time. Not specific, but enough for me to know exactly what it is that that she would want and um and so that that was very helpful for me um in planning 
and you know you got to get the word out you know i was coming from new mexico you know at the time of my mother's you know there and and you'll find this is who do you call you know i had a list of people and um you know i my mother had a lot a lot of friends so i had you know key people that i would call and ask them to call people because there's only so many times you can say my mother or your loved one passed away and you know if you have people that can help you with that uh, then that's a really good thing to do, you know, enlist ahead of time. If you know it's going to happen soon, uh, enlist ahead of time people to call. Um, and, you know, these things, if, if you can get these things in place ahead of time, it takes some of the stress away, some of the the unknown that you're you know, walking in. It's sort of like walking, sometimes walking through mud or, or mist. You just, I, not mud, so much mud but miss because you can't really, or fog, you can't really see, but you know it's got to get done, so you do, you know, one step at a time. And I think that's really important for people to know that they can get it done, but they need to enlist others to help them. So my mother's memorial um, went quite well, and one thing, again, I I recommend uh, is... I had a, a reception after at, at one of, at the local country club, and it was really it you know it really helped. I got I could walk around and talk to people. And my mother had a lot a lot of friends from different parts, a lot who didn't know her, a lot who, I mean, who didn't know each other. They all knew her, um, but Peep, she's really beloved to a lot of different people. So, you know, I got to wa- sort of it was like I got to walk around at different in different tables and talk to them. And, and that was really helpful for me, you know, to talk to people and, you know, we would tell stories and my relatives were there. And, you know, it was really, it was it was loving and it was helpful for me. There was a lot of food, which, you know, I'm really into people get to eat. And, you know, so, and it was outside of, you know, it wasn't at the church and it wasn't uh, at it wasn't at the, uh, um, you know, at just a restaurant. It was open. You could see the water. It was sunny. You know, it was really a, a beautiful day. And so it was very helpful for me. So then, pretty much right after, you know, there's a few gory details right there. We had to fill out my mother's, all my, my mother's financials were in um, a financial a group in Santa, in um, Albuquerque and in, uh, in Providence. We and my brother and I had a few papers to sign, but that was that was not a, not a problem. Uh, but pretty much right after I got sick, and I think this is a common thing. You know, you've you've been running on fumes. You, your energy level, you've been pushing, pushing, pushing. The stress, stress, stress. I mean, I at right before you know the stressors after my mother died were just you know I I as I tell people. My nervous system was such that I went from anything, any curveball that hit me, which could have been anything, you know, uh, <laughs> what I would go from zero to DEFCON 5. Everything was a crisis when it didn't need to be. And in, in a normal day, without the <laughs> death of a loved one, I would have just kind of shrugged my shoulders and figured it out. But my nervous system was, my immune system was so overwhelmed. And I got sick. And, I, you know, I see that a lot. So I don't know how to tell you not to have that happen, and sometimes it's a good thing because you just get to lie in bed, and maybe that's what I wanted to do. But I wasn't home yet, you know. And friends took care of me, so that was a good thing. But 
I think you should, you know, know that that's going to ha- probably happen to you, or at least there's going to be this sort of down where you don't really feel good. And um, so then, then you know, so you get home and kind of, kind of, you know, then starts what I like to call the recovery. But recovery, the first part of recovery is actually dealing with the dirty details of someone who's passed, especially a loved one. You know, I was lucky that all of my mother's finances were uh, in um, uh, in what we call transfer of death. So I didn't have to probate the will. But here's something a lot of people have to do. And I really suggest that you have an, a lawyer, an elder lawyer, to probate, you know, do it for you. You know, um, even when the will is really specific, family members, I see it all the time, uh, can be contentious. The whole thing can be very contentious. But the key is is to get it filed. Now, I didn't think I had to file my mother's will. Um, but because of the IRS um, and some tax issues and having to file her taxes next year, I am going to have to file the will. So I have the, they give you a piece of paper that says you're the executor. So those are the kind of details. You know, you need to close down. My mother had retirement, um, retirement monies. Uh, you know, that she got every month and you have to contact them. So you have to, you know, one thing I had that my mother was really good at, she had organized everything and had a list of everything. So, you know, and having taken care of her finances for almost, you know, a year and change, I knew pretty much what I had to do. But still, making those calls and saying, you know, my mother passed away on such and such a day. Oh, we're so sorry. Now, here's what you need to do, you know, because you want, you want these these money stopped because the minute you know the minute you, you like my mother died July 22nd and by the time I got the I got the death certificate to Social Security they had already sent the money for August I got it like the thir- 31st of July but you know they couldn't get into their system well you know all these places that send money when some you know they want it back so they you know luckily everything went to the to the, straight to the bank electronic deposit. So they automatically take everything back. But you need to keep those bank accounts open and you need to know that is going to happen. So I looked at that. You know, I I kept a a keen eye on that. But you have to let everybody know um, because if the months go by, then they're going to take a big chunk out um, of your social, you know, of of the bank account. So you need to keep it open. And, you know, if the will's in probate, they're going to go after the estate to get that money back. Um, and then there's like, you know, their insurance, their insurance, some people have like, you know, other insurance policies or, you know, their annuities, like some of the, some of the financials, um, retirements may have you listed as a beneficiary, you know, and then you have to send, there's a whole bunch of documentation that goes with that. We didn't have any of that because most of it was from my mother. Uh, my mother had gotten from my father or was her own and she hadn't put anybody, just my father as a beneficiary. So, you know, <clears throat> so that wasn't a, a situation with us. But, the, you know, these issues, you know, you have to deal with these issues. And, you know, so what I did, uh, like the last 10 days before my past, I started making a list of things I was going to need to do. And I'll tell you, it really helped. It really helped because after my mother died and getting the memorial and, Getting everything else done and dealing with with telling people, I would never. It it was too much. I just didn't have a brain that worked in full gear. 
And so I had this list and I was able to look at it and check things off. And so I really recommend that if you are the P, the power of attorney, then you need to just start thinking about the list of things that is going to have to happen at someone's passing. And then, you know, um, so so one thing that I did that people, you know, you really have to give yourself time to recover. You know, there is no set time for healing and there is no set time for the grief to go away. People... I, you know, and, 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 you know, sometimes they'll say, well, give it a month. You know, you should start feeling, there, there's nothing, there's nothing that anybody can say. It can take you a month. I, I mean, I have, you know, people who, loved ones have passed decades ago and the grief is still profound. And, you know, that's okay. It, there, there's no timeline for this. You shouldn't feel better at a certain time, you know. And if you're not, you should say, oh God, there's something wrong with me. You know, there, what I've been doing is just giving my. I've watched a lot of movies, and I've you know lo, uh, read a lot of books, and I haven't pushed myself. And luckily, I have the space to do that. You know, sometimes going back to work, I've tried to sort of kind of gear myself up to going back and doing. Started redoing these blogs is 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 a start, um, but it it takes you know your energy. You have expended so much energy dealing with the end of life, dealing with the finality of death. You know looking at it, the experiences, dealing in a world that, you know, is so foreign that, you know, your energy is, is has been used up. And so my brain, I haven't been focused so much on my mother for the last year that when suddenly it wasn't happening, you know, to have kind of, there's a part when you, when a loved one is gone, you have to fill that moment, moment. And one thing my again my primary care who I really love said to me, you know, you were there, you watched the whole death process. It's you need to make sure that uh, that isn't the last image of your mother. You need to start thinking about all of the cumulative past. Start start visualizing other times with her, walking with her, sitting with her, whatever it was that or images that you have of her because that last image of death is intense and and it's true you don't want that to be the final image you need to be you know people you need to remember and so that's what i've been doing you know you and you have to like realize that you know your mother's gone your loved one is gone and as a daughter you know or you you realize oh my mother's gone and for all the contentious times that my mother and i had um, you know, you realize that there was just one person in this world who loved so unconditionally. It didn't matter what you did. It didn't matter who, you, what you were into. That love was unconditional, and that was a mother's love. And so, you know, that she's the, you know, that's that's there, you know. And dealing with that and saying goodbye, you, you know, it's not so much you say goodbye. You just say, okay, I won't see you and. You know, you have to stop yourself from picking up the phone and saying, oh, can't call, you know, and making sure. And part of my job is to make sure my brother's okay. Um, and all those things, we all go through it. It's it's it's, it's difficult. I don't think it's so much as it's painful. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a grief, and grief isn't, uh, it's, it's its own part. Um, you know, again, within that grief, I feel great joy for my mother. Because she, you know, her she was so celebrated at her death, 
both in New Mexico by her friends there and in in Rhode Island and uh, but I feel great joy that she she did what she wanted to the very end she was very focused her life had been hard she had been very focused and 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 she did what she said she decided she was going to die and she did um somehow she knew something in her brain said it's time and she walked us all through it you know people tried they didn't necessarily try to talk her out of it but she did it and so we are left in the you know in the tailwind of my mother's dying process and her her focus and you know as always we pick up the pieces and we keep going and so you know that's that's really you know this whole process I hope that you know any information that I have provided um, will help you um, and I thank you for listening. You know, I'm going to continue to blog about different aspects of this and not so much the personal part, but what I found, the systems, and um, I thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.